Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! <laughs> Boom. <laughs> David Denning. David Denning. What's up? That's me. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. Excited. It was uh, excited having you guys on a live. You guys absolutely crushed it. So it's uh, fun to hang out with you guys. Looking forward to it. Thanks. That was two days ago, and uh, we're back. It's like uh, we're all working together all the time. Exactly, man. I got to get out there to your side of the country. So I don't know. <laughs> sunny, sunny, sunny Southern Florida is pretty nice. So, um, yeah, yeah. Sunny. Don't go. Don't visit Craig. It's too hot. Oh, so I'm in this room, my office at the house, and I got new windows. You would think that it would not be hot in here anymore. Guess what? Hottest room in the house. Hottest room in the house. Is it this supercomputer? Probably. Probably it. Too much processing power going on there. Processing. Before we start, we got to go first question. Ooh, first question. Have you ever had a mullet? Is that the first question? I don't the know. answer is hmm. no, not really. I have had hair down to my shoulders before, specifically just so I could get called Jon Snow. And so when oh, it happened, I was the most excited person it. in the world. The airport in Southeast Asia, someone was like, oh, kind of look like Jon Snow. And I was like, bam, I'm done with this. It's too hot now. I'm ready to cut it off. <laughs> so I pretty much within a few weeks of that, I was like, okay, I accomplished what I set out for. I'm done. It was way too hot. And my hair is curly, so it gets crazy when it gets long. But I did have a mohawk, though, uh, in South Africa when I was living there. There was a cherry you'd shave off. You know, they'd give you a haircut or whatever, and, and you'd earn money for people donating or whatever for doing that. And people would get, like, shaved heads or mohawks or whatever and stuff. So I was like, you know what? My friends are having mohawks. I'll take one, too, or whatever. Um, but I have super curly hair, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen a curly mohawk, but it looks really weird. Uh, but... I kept that for what a good you know, three to six months. What do they call a curly mohawk? Because there's the good faux question. I don't know. There's probably some term out there. I would have to imagine. There is. Well, you got to be careful what you Google these days. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A reporter or something. So, so are you suggesting we play a round of speed breakers? I think we should play speed breakers, Mr. Craig. Well, guess what? Really, is actually before. the first uh, the first question. Okay. Are you ready for speed breakers? We got to get I'm through ready. this in, in under 20 seconds, and there's like 10 things. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you ready? First crush. Uh, Kira Knightley. Mo- most embarrassing thing your mom ever caught you doing? Uh, probably something inappropriate with my now wife. Yeah. Fa- fa- the fastest speed ever driven. Oh, uh, maybe like 115, 120? I don't know. Cereal? Oh, I don't even need cereal anymore, but uh, I like Cocoa Puffs. And How many kids Zero. have you made cry? <laughs> oh, have I made cry? Oh, probably <laughs> at least 10, maybe 50. Okay. I don't know. Count, count Chocula <laughs> or Count Dracula? Uh, Dracula. Fastest mile? Running or driving? Because I'll take, I'll take my driving all speed. Yeah. All uh, sub, sub one minute mile driving, so yeah. Okay. F- favorite flavor? <laughs> uh... Hot. Dogs or cats? Nice. Dogs, for sure. <laughs> Obviously, that's what Obviously. we hang up on people. Tacos or burritos? <laughs> Ooh, tacos, yeah. Trump or Biden? You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
anybody but Trump, but that doesn't necessarily mean Biden. But yeah, I want that. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't lose my fan base there, but whatever. <laughs> Oh, this is awesome. So let's dive I'm libertarian, in. So third party. So I don't, I'll, I'll take neither side. If that was option. So yeah, I'm all that. Love I it. Stay silent. <laughs> I don't touch that politics stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just too depressing. I try yeah. not to think about it. Well, so, so you're, you, you're in the insurance space here, uh, have a huge group with what there's over 15,000 in there. Yeah. Getting close to 16. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that that's a good group. Good job. Book of face. Yeah. So how did you gravitate? Why don't you tell your story, how you got, got over here, uh, what you're, how you are involved in insurance and what's going on. Cool. How far back we want to go. Now I was born in 1989 and, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, I've got, yeah, I'll give you a very quick rundown, uh, cause it's, it's been a wild ride to even end up in this spot. So, um, uh, my, my construction manager, Project I mean, treatments. I ended up in South Africa for a couple of years and doing that. And, you know, coming back, you know, wanted to start a business that would kind of run from wherever. We like travel, we like working in different parts of the world. So, you know, started up a business web agency with my wife uh, and still business partner as well. And uh, we ran that for a few years, met our partner, Renee Cabrera, who background in the insurance industry. He had been life licensed and in, in the in agent in the industry since like 95 and uh he had a company running adwords and facebook ads and social media for about 200 agents and agencies in the insurance industry a lot of them were state farm uh back then and uh, he was like hey there's there's a huge need in this industry for you know good support and resources and training a lot of people are throwing a contract and told figure it out and i think there's a huge need for filling that gap in there um and uh, just a need for agents to connect and really learn what's out there too because you don't know what you don't know and when you talk with other agents you're like wait a second um you're getting all this support and these higher commission rates or all this stuff going on like i didn't know that existed and so you know we started the our group as really uh, a place for us to initially connect with a lot of them and help out in a bunch of different ways and uh, for them to find referral partners, us do a bit of training, us to have, you know, top industry experts come in and talk about things and different stuff. And, you know, us to find really quality resources and tools and stuff for them as well and help help kind of train them and also bring people and do trainings and stuff in there. And so it's grown massively throughout the years. I don't think we ever knew it would kind of grow to where it did um, and just mostly try to keep it super positive atmosphere where, you know, people don't get ripped apart for asking a newbie question because there's a lot of people you know, just getting licensed to people that have been there 40 plus years. And so I kind of like that it's a good mix in there. So everybody's getting value out of it is what our goal is. So it is a good mix. And it is a, I mean, the resources, you go live all the time and there's a ton of free trade. I mean, how many times a week do you guys go live? So we used to do a lot more. I used to do like two or three one hour lives a week or ever. So I've probably done like 400 plus lives at this point. So very familiar with Facebook live and also everything that can go wrong on one. So yeah. um, <laughs> at this point, yeah. But yeah, no, we, now we go live about once a week on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern time is when we typically do them. And then we'll run watch parties throughout the week because we know people are busy duh, selling insurance. And so we'll run watch parties and have it, you know, there throughout the week for them. And we'll occasionally do like, you know, some one-off trainings and stuff outside of that as well. We find doing too much, agents are just busy. So I don't want to pull them away too much because they need to be actually, you know, selling and putting in the work. Like you can watch as many Facebook lives as you want, but it's not going to help you do anything unless you can actually go apply stuff from it. So, <laughs> right. um, so yeah, you know, I, I do a lot though. I, I, 
I've been on camera way too much, I think. So <laughs> <laughs> what are maybe like the top three things that you've learned? Um, b- biggest takeaways since you've gotten to talk to so many insurance agents? Uh, I think some of the biggest takeaways are that a lot of their issues, the vast majority fall into similar categories. So, I mean, you're, no one's alone out there. They're all struggling with a lot of the same things and, you know, talking with thousands over these years, because I'll have a lot of individual calls with them to find out what they need help with or what's kind of going on with their business or just connecting with them as well. And it all comes down to like, you know, first is the pipeline and filling that up, a consistent quality pipeline. You know, that's always the first like, and that's why all the questions are like, where's a good lead vendor? Who's a good lead vendor? Because everybody thinks there's this magical lead vendor that will solve all their problems. <laughs> In reality, that's not the case, as you guys well know, um, <laughs> that it isn't just like find the right lead vendor and your, your problems are solved. But honestly, a lot of people get thrown into the contract and like, hey, go talk to your friends and family. And then after that, I have no idea, you figure it out. And that's right. not a lot of fun to, to be in that spot. And then, you know, to sales calls, spend all the dialing one number after another when there's the most efficient or more efficient resources and tools out there, like Teledudes, for example. Um, you know, a little soft bitch. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's much better ways and software and tools and different things out there to not spend all your time trying to get people those appointments, but rather spend all your time on those appointments actually helping right. people and making money for your producers for you. And then yeah. sales, and then obviously hiring and scaling an agency. Everything kind yeah. of falls within those categories. So yeah, it's interesting because um, you can people can get into especially when you come in new and you're in this business. You think that um, obviously you have to hustle, and and they'll tie that hustle to any kind of hustle. If I'm hustling, then I'm doing a good job, right? And so, like you said, to your point, calling that same number ten thousand times may feel like hustling, but it's probably not the best use. the The most important thing they can do is be on those appointments all day long. Right. Even if it costs money to create those appointments, they're going to make more money by doing that. If they spend half their day, you know, there, there's some metric that they make money as a result of the appointment or the number of appointments. And so yep. if you spend half the day trying to get the appointments, well, you just wasted half that day when you could have paid for somebody to do it. So, yeah, yeah I think this thing needs to be changed. Like activity breeds success. It's really the right activity breeds yeah. success. Smart you can spend all day banging your head against the wall, but it's not it's not really gonna breed success. Like I can I can go out and every door in the city, but is that the best use of time of trying to find people to purchase insurance? Probably not. But I hustled real hard. I probably passed out and died in Southern Florida doing that. But you know, there's better <laughs> better ways to do it. So yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the ways to do it that you've seen? Well, I mean, as far as like the the pipeline in general, it's normally having a pretty good mix of, of organic social media, strategic referral partner relationships, generating your own, and then working with vendors. And between all that, really having you know, a consistent pipeline that isn't all your eggs in one basket and relying in one spot. And so um, you know, a lot of people, you have these people out here that's, you know, I would never buy a lead in my life. You know, that's you know, a waste of money and a waste of time. It's like, wait a second, you're exchanging money uh, in exchange, you know, in the, for having additional time and having those given to you. And you know, it's a numbers game at that point. And at the end of the day, it is a numbers game, you know, mm-hmm. and you, I mean, I've seen your guys, you know, worksheets and, and everything. It's a, you know, you guys know it's a numbers game. You know, if I have this many leads with this much contact rate, and this is my closing rate, and this is my average, you know, AP or whatever, then this is my ROI, you know, people, people like, oh, I've never spent any money on leads and, you know, I'll, you know, I'll sell 10,000 AP or, you know, whatever type of insurance we're selling, 10,000 AP a week. I was like, well, I could do leads 
And yeah, I'm paying, I'm paying like, you know, 5,000 in leads maybe, but I'm doing like 25,000 in APs. Like it's the scalability factor and ROI factor that I think a lot of people just look at, you know, leads and really anything in their business as an expense rather than investment and really gauging stuff by the return. Like if I can do a five times return versus a one time return, why wouldn't I do the five times even if it cost me some money? Right. So how have you been able to talk to agents that were in that first mindset and move them along and, and show them and have them uh, have success after that? Well, I think I think a bit of it's building up the trust and w- what they can do with the resources that they have at first. I mean, if, if people don't have a budget of money to spend, they don't have a budget of money to spend. Now, I know, you know, hey, if really you'll you'll find it if it's that important to you, you'll rack up the credit card and you'll pay off the credit card after investing. I know Craig kind of talked about that initially when he was getting going and, you know, that's taking the risk, risking it to get the biscuit, right? Um, you're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. I always do you're, that. you're going for it and, you, and you'll get it done too. When you have yeah. that sitting out there on the card, you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm getting this thing done because I, love I got fear. that out there that I got to get paid off. And, you know, ultimately I got into this to make money, not, not, uh, have additional debt. But, yeah. um, but yeah, when I'm talking to, to them, you know, yeah, agents come all the time. Like I don't have a budget, you know, I don't have, you know, money to purchase leads. And it's like, okay, well, let's look at what you're currently doing. You know, uh, do you have stuff coming in for strategic referral partners? And then do you have stuff coming in off your social media? They're like, normally like, no, I, you know, I call family and friends and I go knock doors or whatever, or I, you know, pull out a phone book and I call numbers. I was like, okay, well, there's, there's ways to generate, you know, free in exchange of your time leads off of social media and spending the time on those relationships or even networking and stuff. And then, yeah, as you get additional budget, you can now exchange that money for that time and you can now start working leads or generating your own leads. And so it's really meeting them where they're at and helping them kind of achieve a level of success um, and then helping them scale that from there. So if they don't, if they don't have the budget to kind of really start working the stuff, then we'll, we'll work with them where they're at and then get them to that point. Like with uh, the closers quick or everyone, we had, you know, people come in, we had, you know, first questions are always like, Hey, I need a good lead vendor. I need a good lead source. Cause I want to grow and scale my business. And I say, well, wait a sec. Well, how much do you have coming in off your social media and referral relationships? That should still keep you pretty busy in the meantime. And they're like, Oh, I don't have much. Well, let's start there first and really optimize that. So you've got a consistent flow there that you can then supplement with leads and then scale from there with leads. If you don't have that stuff, then, you know, that's the, that's the easy stuff. Get that stuff rolling and then you can go, you know, you know, scale with leads. But if you don't have that, then, you know, um, I mean, that's, that's like the, the stuff you can generate without having to drop a boatload of money. So, right. Well, you either are going to, you're going to have to spend something. You're either, either going to spend sweat, um, time or money, right? Those are your three things. Um, and sweat and time is usually somehow related, but it's going to be a mixture for the most part. Right. Which is why I've never understood uh, why agents, you know, um, view, view the leads they get as free, um, that not, they've never spent money on leads, but they'll go spend eight hours at networking events, hoping to bring some leads, you know, through those are the most expensive leads you've ever bought. Cause when you look at your, you know, how much your time is worth. Like if I was working leads and I was selling, you know, oh, my, you know, I'm actually would make, you know, 250, 500 an hour, you know, if I'm spending all my time selling or whatever, but if I'm going to networking events and spending eight hours to get one prospect that maybe I'll sell, well, now your leads, you know, your cost per lead at that point is in the thousands. So, you know, people just don't value their time and realize that their time is worth money. And then that cost per sales probably triple that or quadruple that because you have 25% closing. So yeah, it's amazing. Um, And 
you know, different people, different coaches over time have, have kind of painted that picture for me. I mean, there's, there's been aha moments where it's like, Oh, you know, really it is, it's, it's tremendous unlocking that time because you can put yourself so far ahead. Right. So you may spend 20 grand on leads this month or whatever, some budget, but you're saving all that time going to those network, doing all the, the hard stuff, like knocking on doors and doing tents at shows and, ah, and I think a lot of people don't realize the speed too. Speed comes into play because that is time. So if you can right. do ten years within one year, you mm-hmm. just saved nine years of time. Even if it did cost more money, now you're in a position where you're going to be reaping the reward faster and living that that life that you wanted to. And I don't think people really realize that that um, there is only two assets, time or money. That's it that you exchange. Employees mm-hmm. exchange time for money and employers exchange their money for uh, the for employee's time. time. And that's that's it. That's all we have as people. Yep. Like, um, And yeah, when you start really just thinking granularly about that, it's like, wow. Um, I, so I was thinking about that exact thing while I was writing this morning. And, um, and, and then I, that's where I came, where I had in the, your spandex? The, like this in my spandex, in the, in the <laughs> see-through one. So I did get some looks, um, but, but, th- but I thought of this third component because you can, you exchange your, your, like I exchanged my money to get time from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to leverage time. So now I have 10 people that are doing the work that I couldn't do by myself. So I mean, 10 times, but then there's also a tie to how, how well they're working that thing. And I call that the, like, that's the sweat. So it's our job to help mm-hmm. move that sweat, right? We're the coach that needs to move their sweat so that they are driven to produce those results. Cause somebody could exchange the time and just sit there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not bought in. They don't see the vision, whatever it is. But, um, you know, it's, it's important to also, I think, nod, take a nod and, and really a really hard look at that equity. How hard are they performing or how well are they performing? Hard are they? Yeah. 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 And as an agency yeah. owner, that's your, that's your role and your responsibility is helping make sure mm-hmm. they're successful and helping make sure they're efficient and set up that way. You're exchanging your money and, and, and time as well for them being able to do way more production and way more, you know, success overall as the agency than you could do by yourself. And your roles really moved away from being the producer role into now the, hey, I'm setting up my team for success and I'm investing in them. I know you guys yeah. significantly invest in leads and resources and tools like, you know, dialers and systems and stuff for your team to be the most efficient at what they're doing. So, I mean, yep. that, and we're constantly uh, looking. Yeah. It's not changed to, to the next shiny object. It's, it's use the data that you gather from doing the activity and then make a decision on it. You know, we, we, we had a little bit of a dip and so I'm freaking out and, and, and having conversations with the team. And then I'm talking with Jason about it. It's like, oh, I've looked, I, my leads haven't been f- filling in as much as they need to be. So it actually was a lead problem. I don't know if it's as much volume coming in and, you know, he's laughing at me that it's a lead problem, but, but that's the beauty of it is that there's analytics and you can, you can quickly solve in this situation. You know, if I'm going out to all these events and trying to do all these things, it's really hard to diagnose what's working. And, you know, it's just like, that's a shotgun approach. I'd rather just, you know, be narrow and, and be able to track it, track and measure. And that's something we preach all the time is data driven decisions. Too many Mm -hmm. agents, agency owners have no idea (laughs) what's going on or, you know, any data behind that. 
you know, I'll ask, you know, okay, you know, where do you lead sources, lead vendors, for example, oh, where are you using lead vendors? What's your, you know, cost per sale off of those and your ROI and how are you deciding, you know, which ones to spend more with or less with and which ones you're generating the best returns. And they're like, I just order from all of them and try to sell them and hope I'm making money. And it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> how are you, how are you making these decisions without data? You know, and, and, and talk to so many that just people just don't track their numbers. They don't know their closing percentage. They don't know, you know, their average talk time that all these things that really you kind of have to know to be all that you talk to the top 8%, the top producers, the top agency owners, they, they can quote those numbers by heart, you know, any day of the week or ever. But, you know, a lot of agents just don't realize the importance of knowing those numbers so they can make those decisions. Right. So well, let's dive into that. You've talked to the top 1%. Uh, I know that you've dealt, uh, talked to a lot of big agents. What are some of the commonalities between all them? What are the, Ooh, everyone okay. that you know, they're going to say this, they're going to do, they do this. The, the top ones have all invested in themselves and their growth and in their success. So they're not afraid to put, put money into something if it's going to generate a return for them, whether that's leads, whether that's, you know, and I would pretty much say all of them have invested in coaching and training in one way, shape or fashion, whether that's maybe, you know, something with their commission order for being with an organization that has really, really good support and training and resources, or whether it's them just individually investing within programs that are going to push them forward and help them get to where they need to be quicker and avoid mistakes that, you know, they would make if they hadn't learned that that was a mistake before they even made it. Um, they they're constantly talking to other top people in the industry that whole like you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with i mean i know we kind of brush that off sometimes oh. a little bit but it's so true like if you're hanging out with a bunch of brand new agents or agents that you just don't really want to put the work out work in or you know your you know agency owners that aren't really looking to really push and grow they're like yeah i'm happy where i'm at you're, you're going to end up in the same boat and you're also not going to be set up for success too. So they're always, I mean, they're going to top events, they're going to top masterminds, networking type stuff. And they're just constantly looking for ways to improve and push because I mean, you guys know this, this industry isn't stagnant. It changes constantly. Um, you know, it, you know, at least over the last 10 to 20, you know, 15 years or so. I mean, yeah, the industry before that maybe didn't change too much for a hundred years, but with the, you know, <laughs> With the internet and digital marketing and millennials and all these, you know, new, you know, uh, purchasing behaviors and buying decisions and also the like 10,000 a day now becoming uh, over 65 and entering Medicare final expense type markets and stuff. Everything's changing a bunch. And if you don't kind of keep up with that, you get left behind. Um, or if you mm -hmm. come into it, not really trying to learn that and grow with that, you're also going to get left behind. So I think that's some commonalities. They're always pushing. Yeah. They're always looking to invest in themselves and push forward, knowing they'll yeah. get a return off of that. You know, they're they're taking the risk too, but they know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my due diligence, but I'll get a return off of what I put the money into. They're not scared to do that, so mm -hmm. I think that's probably one thing. Yeah, they ask but, the right uh, questions. Yeah, yeah. To be continue. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100000 in premium yes. off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will it's live and it will show you the process 
the entire process mm. is super awesome. Mm. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now. Live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. I'm Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to well, be awesome. And it's a, it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents, this is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Hey, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, All right.